hey, I could use your help. I need to know how to stay motivated to go work out and exercise every day. Sure. Okay. Well, you're already rock climbing for exercise, right? Yeah, I started rock climbing last year, and I know I can reliably get myself to the rock gym at least twice a week. Okay, well, that's great. You know, I know how hard it was for you to find exercise that you enjoy, and you should be really proud of yourself. You are a rock climbing machine. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I am proud of myself, but now I'm ready for more. I know it's best to work out every day, but if it's not something fun like rock climbing, I can't convince myself to do it. So how can I maintain my motivation? Well, that's a great question because we all need motivation to keep moving as we establish new routines and work to hit any goal. So let's dive into this topic today and I'll help you understand more about how motivation works because the kind of motivation that gets you moving isn't enough to get you to your goal and truly change habits. You need a new kind of motivation that's more durable and reliable. The good news is I can help. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ, and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and Wellness. Last year, before we recorded episode six on exercise, I had no workout routine. I wasn't doing anything for fitness, and you helped me find an exercise that I find fun, which for me is rock climbing. Yeah, and you've been climbing for a year now. I mean, that's really awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I really love it. I've become really invested in my climbing, but lately I've noticed a plateau in my strength. I need to get stronger off the wall so that I can be a better climber. The problem is I still despise all types of exercise other than something fun like rock climbing. Okay, well, sure. You know, to solve your problem, let's start off by understanding more about how motivation works. You know, initially, motivation is what gets you moving. And it helps to push you into taking action. And you also know what it feels like when you lose motivation too. So here's the key. The reason why it's so difficult to maintain is because you need to lock in the right type of motivation that will sustain you for the entire duration of your journey as you work to reach your goal. Wait, so you're telling me I need a new type of motivation? Yeah. In fact, there are three types of motivation. The first type of motivation is what we all know best because it's the kind that we use most to get started, right? And that's why I call it the motivation that gets you moving, at least initially in the beginning. Okay. So let me pause here and ask you, AJ, what's the reason why you wanted to make exercise of any kind part of your routine? Well, we all know that exercise is important to our health, but ultimately, I just want to feel good. I want to feel strong and capable, and really, I just don't want to be winded going upstairs, honestly. Okay. You know, I think that's great. You just gave me the reasons why exercise is important to you and why you want to do it, which is basically your motivation. You see, we all have reasons why that explain our desires and behaviors. So basically, you're saying the reasons why are what motivate me. Yes, exactly. That's right. Now, there are a few different reasons why that initially motivate people to make a lifestyle change. For example, dissatisfaction or discomfort, which is what I hear you saying. You didn't want the discomfort of being out of breath, you know, walking up the stairs or the dissatisfaction of being out of shape, right? Right. I want to feel strong and healthy. Yes. And for me... The motivation to transform my lifestyle and lose weight was the dissatisfaction that I felt when I'd look in the mirror or see a picture of myself. I'd get upset and I decide that's it. I'm going on a diet. 
You tried so many diets when I was a kid. I remember mm. going to weekly weigh-ins with you. Yeah, that's right. I hated those <laughs> weigh-ins and totally despised seeing the number on the scale. And, you know, it's not just a number on the scale. In fact, most people won't even get on a scale. They rely on their clothes to notify them if they need to make a change. Yeah, I've done that before, too. When my jeans would get a little too tight, I'd be more motivated to watch what I was eating. Yeah, and that discomfort in clothes or dissatisfaction with your body can really be a powerful motivator. And it's one of the most popular reasons why most people want to change their healthy habits. Another reason why is a future event, like a wedding, reunion, or a vacation. Maybe you want to lose weight or physically get in shape so that you can look your best. You know, I know for me, this was a big motivator on several occasions. Yeah, I can see how a special occasion could be a reason why someone gets motivated to make a change, but it feels a bit like a trap now after doing all this work with you. Like, it's impossible to expect to lose 20 pounds in a month. In fact, I think I'd gain five just stress eating, trying to stay on the diet and hating myself for every slip up. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, it's that old diet culture trap that I think is totally relatable to a lot of us. Yeah, I, I have had the dress that I wanted to fit into in time, so I do get it. Me too. You know, I think it's important to understand how this initial type of motivation isn't as sturdy and reliable as we might think. You know, and another reason why people are initially motivated to change their health is a requirement. And that can be something that your doctor requires when they tell you, hey, you need to quit smoking. <laughs> you need to lose weight or change your diet before they can treat you. Yeah, my dad recently needed to lose weight for a hip surgery. He did it. He looks great, but I don't think he's as motivated to maintain his health now than he was before the surgery. Yeah, you know, that's a great example. You know, thanks for sharing that because it shows how easy it is to quit. You know, once the special occasion has passed or the event is over, you know, or the time moves on, right? It's easy and understandable as to why we quit or give up. And speaking of quitting, that's the second type of motivation, quitting and giving up. Wait, what? No, quitting is the opposite of motivation. Yeah, well, let's take a good look at quitting and giving up because they are also driven by motivation. So tell me, AJ, why do you hate running? Well, I'm asthmatic and it hurts to run. And I also find it super boring and tedious, even when running outside or watching a show. Yeah, okay, that's great. And that's exactly how motivation works, all right? It keeps an inventory of reasons why we take action and reasons why we don't want to take action. All of it explains our behavior. So I still don't see how this drives me to want to quit or give up. Okay, well, this is why your dad is less motivated to eat healthier after the surgery. Okay, these initial motivations, they're not strong enough to fight the primal wiring of your brain. And why does this sound familiar? Your primal need to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's the primal drive that really controls our behavior. Remember the autopilot? Yeah, we've talked about this pesky little guy a lot this season. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And that's why when you say, I hate running, it's because it's uncomfortable and your brain is wired to avoid discomfort and seek pleasure. So that's why I prefer one hour on the couch versus one hour at the gym. Yeah, that's right. And it's also why we're wired to do what's easiest so that we can save and preserve our energy for survival. 
Right. We learned all about how our brains are basically lazy in episode 13, Healthy Habits and Routines. Right. And everyone's autopilot will reliably choose the easiest and most comfortable option when it's in control. Which is why it's important to take pause and identify if your choices align with your goals or if it's an autopilot response. Yeah, that's right. And that's why when you combine our primal drive with the autopilot driver, you're more likely to want to do what's easiest, fastest, and whatever requires the least amount of energy and effort. And that's exactly why when our initial motivation to get started, when that's challenged, then we're more likely going to give up, quit, or give in. So you're saying that the autopilot is what drives us to quit? That's right. We know that the autopilot is running most of the time because most of our behaviors are routines and habituated patterns. And believe it or not, this also applies to our thinking and decision-making too. And that's why your first response to me asking you about running wasn't something that you needed to think about or consider. You quickly responded because your brain keeps an inventory of what you like and what you don't like. And this process of keeping an inventory is also primal, and it's wired in all of us because it helps with our survival. And that's why when you touch a hot stove, your brain keeps an inventory of the pain that resulted. So even the autopilot will know to avoid it. Except for that time I grabbed the hot cast iron handle after cooking with it in the oven. Oh, ouch. You know, I've done that before, too. And uh, that's also your autopilot, because nine times out of 10, when you're cooking with that pan, that handle's not normally hot. No, you're right. And I'll tell you what, though, it's only <laughs> happened to me that one time. <laughs> See, now it's in the autopilot inventory. See how that updated? <laughs> so bottom line, your brain wants to move away from discomfort and pain, and the autopilot wants to do what's easy and wants to avoid work, disruption, and effort. So basically, the brain wants to avoid change. That's right. Change is uncomfortable. It's not easy. It requires work, and it disrupts the autopilot's habit pattern. So now let's pull this all together in the context of motivation. Your autopilot wants to return to habituated patterns and behaviors. So it shouldn't be too surprising that your autopilot's working to replace that initial motivation that got you to move with the new reasons why that will motivate you to reverse course and quit. So if this is something that will reliably happen, what's the point? It sounds like behavior change is impossible. No, it's not impossible when you can recognize the autopilot's sabotage game, okay? That awareness is one of the tools that you need to push past the autopilot. Okay, so how do I know when the autopilot is sabotaging my motivation? Well, the best tactic to overcome your autopilot is to identify it. And when you want to quit, give up or reverse course, you know, that's the autopilot at work. You know, it's working to give you motivation, to justify, excuse, and explain why you have permission to stop, quit, or go off plan. You see, your autopilot will provide you with its own reasons why. And that's why you'll hear yourself say something like, I, I deserve it, okay? I've been good for a few weeks now. So why not take a break and start back on my healthy eating plan next week? You know, that kind of talk, that's your brain giving you permission, justifying your behavior, and wanting to release responsibility. And explaining why it's okay not to work out or to skip the cardio. Yeah, and it goes on to give you 
reasons why that defend, excuse, forgive, and lessen the blame. The trick here is to accept that the autopilot part of the brain will try to motivate you to go off course, quit, or give up by inundating you with reasons why and reasons why not that feel more convincing and demanding than the reasons why that got you started. So now that I know what to look out for, how do I maintain my motivation? Well, I am glad you asked, okay? What you need is the new kind of motivation that's going to pull you through to reach your goal and to help you maintain your results. This is the third type of motivation? Yeah, it is. But it's important to highlight here that, you know, it's one thing for me to tell you about a concept like this motivation we're talking about here, but it's another thing to implement it, okay? A lot of what I do here in the podcast and in the videos that I publish for free on social media sites like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, I give you all the overview, okay, and the concepts. The implementation to actually make the change is the work that I do with ROVM members. Because if you don't work on shifting your motivation to something that's more durable to stand up to that autopilot lazy brain that resists change, well, then you're going to find yourself perpetually quitting and starting over again and again. You know, and for some people after a while, they give up and they quit altogether because understandably they feel defeated. But the good news is, even if you are standing right now in a place of feeling defeated, I can help you change that too. If you want Emerson's personal guidance, go to our website, oviawellness.com. Emerson has so much more information on every topic we discuss on this show and so much more. But on top of all of that info, as a member, you get her as your coach. She guides you through the content, checks in on you, discusses your personal struggles, and tailors the coaching experience to you personally. Check it out at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. Thanks, AJ. Hey, listen, I want to reiterate that the reason why our autopilot wants to quit is because it thinks it's protecting you from discomfort, pain, disappointment, and unnecessarily hard work, okay? So I do want to reiterate, there's nothing wrong with you. We all face the same challenge. That's reassuring. I know I used to feel like I needed more motivation, but now with this conversation, it really seems clear that I just need the right type of motivation. Yeah, you know, that's great. (laughs) And I'm here to help you build that up. The third type of motivation is when you claim it as part of your identity. Now, it builds up over time as you practice your new behavior and continue to move forward on your path of transformation. And what's special about this motivation is permanence, okay? For motivation to be permanent, it needs to be reinforced and repeated. And for you, you know, the good news is, AJ, you've already started using this third type of motivation because you've already made some meaningful progress. You know, just look at the steps you took to make changes and transformation this past year. Oh, I know. I think that's right. I successfully found a workout that I love in rock climbing, and I've really noticed a change physically. I can now do two whole pull-ups, which I've never been able to do. I definitely feel way more confident and strong. Wow. Okay. That's great. (laughs) You know, you've pointed to the fun that you have with rock climbing. And yeah, you know, that's key. When it's fun, now your brain literally sees 
that it's a pleasurable experience and it no longer associates rock climbing and exercising with work, suffering, pain, and struggle. So bravo. (laughs) I successfully outsmarted my autopilot brain. Yes, you did. Now, the key here is, you know, recognize the third type of motivation is transformative because it attaches to your values priorities, and character traits, which means the new behavior and choices become part of your identity, and they start to imbibe who you are, how you are, and what you are. So now you literally see yourself as someone who works out every day, who eats healthy and maintains a healthy weight. Oh, so you're saying I already did that because I see myself as I'm a rock climber. Yeah, that's part of who you are now. Okay, but saying that I'm someone who exercises daily doesn't directly translate into motivation to go do it. Right. That is true. Okay, it takes practice and it evolves over time with repetition and slow baby steps. Okay, finding small wins and focusing on the gradual progress instead of the perfection so that you can keep reinforcing your success and own it as part of who you are. You know, I really want to highlight how important it is to identify the small wins because it's a good tip on how to solidify repetition in order to build this third type of motivation. Go for the smallest win, which means the targets you set need to be small. We talk about this before, setting good, great, and best goals in the resolution episode number 19 of the podcast. Yeah. So try to implement it here, okay? Your goal is to be the type of person who exercises every day. So what's your definition of exercise? You know, what do you want to do? Well, rock climbing is the ideal workout because it's usually like a two-hour workout most of the time. But I guess I was expecting myself to work out like for a whole hour every day. Which would be great. But let's set a smaller good goal for a workout. Okay, so like maybe 30 minutes a day would be good. Yeah, that would be really good, you know, but I'd urge you to set it even lower to start, okay, so that it's very achievable because you're more likely to repeat something when you can be confident that you can do it and finish it every time. You know, you're looking to get the win, you know, that feeling of accomplishment. And that's why if you set your workout time to something super simple, like 10 minutes a day, then you're more likely to build it into a sustainable routine that you can then more easily grow into a daily habit of 20 minutes and then maybe 30 minutes a day. Okay, so I can still plan for my gym days two to three times a week, but at a bare minimum, I can count on a 10-minute workout as a win? Yeah, for now. And when you're ready, we'll bump it up to 20 minutes, okay? What's important about this approach is that it works to help eliminate that all-or-nothing mentality that can get you off track, all right? These small wins keep you in the game, all right? Another way to implement exercise every day would be to prioritize it in your day. All right, doing it first shows that it's a priority and you're less likely to have any sort of interruption or interference by your brain or anything or anyone else if you do it first thing in the morning. Okay, that sounds really doable. Good. (laughs) Like anything, it does sound simple, but it's not easy. No, I really do rely on our check-ins, like my texting with you throughout the day and the weekly meetings with the members. It really helps to keep me on point. 
That's the coaching element, which is really key in maintaining motivation. You know, as your coach, I work with you to break up your goals into achievable actions. You know, I'm there to cheer you on. (laughs) And I also identify the small wins. And I point out your growth. You know, like for you, AJ, two pull-ups, that's huge. And it's a huge milestone. But you built up to that. Okay, you know, the smaller growth in between those milestones, sometimes that's imperceptible and it's basically hard to see. So it's understandable why it's easy to overlook. And that's why I work with you to build the skills and give you the tools to help you notice. I recommend my members write down in a journal every day their small wins. (laughs) You know, it's through recognizing and celebrating these wins that you memorialize these moments so they can build up to bigger milestones. Yeah, I started a habit tracker. So I fill in a little box every day that I do my habits, like exercise, for example. It feels really good to fill in the little squares as a way to celebrate my wins. And it's really nice to see how often I'm sticking to my goals, which feels great when there are streaks, but it also acts as an early warning sign when I'm slipping. I love that, you know, and I'm happy that we found a way to make the journaling and the small wins work for you. You know, we tend to expect leaps and big wins right away. Well, that's old diet culture, all right? We know now that it takes time, patience, self-love, forgiveness, persistence, you know, all of it comes together as part of the work that we do together in Ovia, you know. Avia is all about skill building and growing your self-worth too. I know I've never been this healthy or in shape in my life, and it's all due to the work that we do together here at Ovia. It's so funny because now even my friends are really taking notice. At a recent potluck, my friends were commenting on me bringing fruit to the party and how they enjoyed the healthy options I always seem to bring to every event. I'm now the healthy one in my friend's circle. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And now you own it. It's already part of who you are. Okay, and because you live it and claim it as a priority, it's part of who you are and how you are. They see it too. You know, that's all part of the process. Patience to make incremental change, persistence to stick to it through the hard days, and slowly you'll progress, okay? And your behavior patterns will change. So, you know, maintaining motivation, it's really more about building durable motivation, which does take a lot of work. And that's why I recommend working with a coach like me, because then you get the positive reinforcement and the continued help along the way so that you can maintain momentum and motivation for permanent change. Yeah, I think it's made a big difference for me. I mean, obviously, but I know that it helped me transform my healthy habits this year. That's great. I'm so proud of you, AJ. Thank you. If you want more information or you'd like to join our membership, be sure to check out our website at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. There you can find more information on our program and subscribe for free so that you don't miss out on Emerson's complete virtual recipe book, weekly newsletters, and bonus videos, and so much more. Our membership program is available at any time. Check out our tier membership options and the various ways that you can join the OVIA program. 
Emerson can be your coach, providing weekly hands-on coaching and support, access to our exclusive video library made specifically for our members that dives so much deeper into this topic and many more. Stay connected by following us on social media. Emerson goes live weekly to answer your questions at Ovia Wellness. That's O-V-V-I-A Wellness on Instagram and Facebook. I hope I helped you rethink motivation because it's my job to help you change what you know, change what you do, and change your body too. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow us or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening and please leave us a review. It helps other people find us too.